Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Ready! <laughs> it's Tiger Details Wednesday on Sports 1280. TigerDetails.com, the best Tiger football and recruiting news. Now, here's Chris Gordy. Every Wednesday around this time, we catch up with our buddy Jarrett Roser from TigerDetails.com. And Jared, man, what a game it was on Saturday. How surprised were you to see LSU up, what was it, 33-13 to 13 at the half? Yeah, man. It, it was obviously a really special afternoon, um, and we talked last week. I did think that LSU would go out there and win. I, I didn't think that they would blow that that lead open to 20 right before halftime, but a couple things fell just right, um, You know, particularly that, that interception by Patrick Queen to, to allow that second touchdown in a matter of a couple seconds. And, I mean, thankfully for LSU, it, it did shake out that way because they had a fight on their hands on uh, the second half as as Owen company expected even with that big lead because uh, Alabama had hadn't lost it at home in a long time and was was going to make them earn it but uh, Joe Burrow collided with Eulair and and those guys uh, able to get the job done and and hold hold uh the tides come back attempt off it uh it was such a crazy game too because LSU was just dominating from from you know in the whole first half nothing is going Alabama's way and then that third quarter happens and Alabama started having some success moving the football and LSU man it's not that they were bad they were still moving the football but man just drives kept stalling out it was these you know fourth and one and they get the delay a game and you know a third down and they, you know a pass just not on the money I mean it was just like it was these little things where they kept shooting themselves in the foot and you know here comes Alabama they score right going into the fourth and I think maybe some LSU fans you start getting a little tight going oh man don't don't blow this! Don't blow this! But they turn it back on offensively and and start to uh, you know score at will again. Um, look, man, LSU should have won that game by twelve. That that last two minute touchdown that they gave up, I thought was fluky. But if anything, and you know Derek Stingley Jr. very well, that kid. Look, the first touchdown he gets beat on getting distracted, looking to the sideline. And then just straight up getting beat on that last one to Devontae Smith, who's going to be a first-round pick. If anybody's going to learn from that, from those two moments, and, and get better from here on out, it's it's Derek Stingley. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people are kind of beating him up a little bit on Twitter just because people on Twitter are kind of goofy um, on Saturday night and, and questioning if he was really that good as though the first eight games that season didn't happen and that weren't some circumstances at play that you just mentioned. Um, I mean, half that defense on the first Devontae Smith touchdown was looking to the sideline because the coaches were trying to give them some adjustments right before the snap. I don't really hold that uh, against Sting too much. But at the end of the day, he did have a pretty a pretty tough day. And as hard on him as some people might be, Devontae Smith is one of the best receivers in the country, and, uh, and no one's going to be harder on Derek Stingley Jr. this week and moving forward than Derek Stingley Jr. And that's part of why he is as exceptional a freshman as he is. That's part of why he's going to 
continue to be that much more exceptional of a player in the future is I promise you he's he's been putting in a ton of time this week uh, looking at where he could have improved and, and making sure that those things don't uh, bite him again. And he, any, any lessons that he can learn from Saturday, uh, I feel extremely confident he will learn and just continue to be that much better of a player as he advances throughout his career. In, in 2017, uh, LSU's recruiting class, they, it, look, it was highlighted by some big-time guys, some four-star athletes like Caleb Von Chason and Todd Harris and Jacob Phillips was a five-star. Jacoby Stevens was a five-star. Grant Delpit was up there. But they had these uh, a, a couple of three-stars in that class, and one of them was a small five-foot-eight running back out of uh, Catholic High by the name of Clyde Edwards-Elair. Not very heralded. Uh, nobody saw that signing and went, man, that kid's going to be a stud at running back. In fact, you know, it, all, a lot of these running backs have had to play second fiddle throughout the years behind the likes of uh, Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis and even Nick Brissett, who had a fantastic season last year. So I think we were all kind of surprised this year when Clyde Edwards-Elair really started to establish himself as a good running back. But, man, coming into this game, I even tweeted out on Friday night. I said, you know what? Looking at the numbers, looking at Clyde coming up big in the Florida game and the Auburn game and some of LSU's biggest games this year, I said, this feels like a moment Clyde is going to come up big because I kept talking to my buddy who's an Alabama fan. He's like, man, this feels like a year you can run on Alabama. And what a game from Clyde on Saturday night. That'll go down as one of the best performances by an LSU running back in the past decade. No doubt about it. I mean, to have those four touchdowns by the time it's all said and done, um, going into that game this weekend, Jimmy Smith and I were talking about the fact that, that Clyde was probably going to be a bigger piece to this game than some people might anticipate, uh, partially because there there was a much different looking Alabama Crimson Tide defensive front uh, on the other side of the line of scrimmage, and there was a little bit more opportunity there than usual, and partially because Clyde just kind of found that role for himself to, um, I mean, to be that presence on the ground that you've seen in, in some of these games. He was so instrumental in some of those big games, as you mentioned, had the the four-play, 45-yard, all-Clyde touchdown drive to really spark the offense in the second half against Auburn. And uh, his, I mean, throughout his career, even from high school at, at Catholic High, showed his ability to be a pass catcher uh, out of the backfield. Both of those uh, skill sets and, I mean, everything that he brings to the table uh, were necessary on Saturday. And enabled him to have one of the best games coach Orgeron said he's seen from a college football player and it's it's crazy you talk about how how kind of unheralded he was as a, a high school prospect despite everything he was able to do people just look at that height and immediately want to write a guy off as just kind of a change of pace type back but he's always been so stocky for his size so strong for his size um, and just so determined that he was he was an incredibly physical runner and able to, to get a lot of yards after contact at the high school level. And then you saw him come to LSU and do some things uh, his first couple of years, particularly last year behind Nick. But going into this year, everyone still wanted to say he wasn't, he wasn't going to be the guy. It was going to be him sharing with the, the freshmen. And I think I anticipated the freshmen being a little bit more involved to, to this point than, than they have been, particularly in recent weeks. Um, but I knew that, they had more in Clyde than maybe some people wanted to give him credit for, uh, but to see him see him develop the way he has has been such a 
a huge part of this offense with everything Joe and the receivers are doing uh, to have that type of a presence, that type of a back for Ensminger and Brady and, and Burrow to be able to utilize uh, has, has been a huge part of their success in recent weeks in these huge SEC games. It, it is crazy. I mean, the, the, you look at the odds right now to win the Heisman Trophy, and it's basically almost everybody's off the board. I mean, it's Joe Burrow, and, that, <laughs> and that's it. Um, with LSU's remaining schedule, I can't see a scenario barring injury that would knock him out. But then again, I mean, last year it felt like Tua was a lot going into the SEC championship game. He has a bad game, gets hurt, comes out, and then obviously Kyler Murray beats Texas, and everybody suddenly everybody jumped on the, the Kyler Murray uh, wagon. So I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility, but it does feel like as long as Joe continues to do what he's been doing, uh, he's going to be the guy hosting up that Heisman. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of Lenny Kravitz, it ain't over till it's over sort of thing whenever you're talking about college football, whether individual awards or – or which teams are going to be in that final mix, but both for Joe in the Heisman race and for this LSU team in the, the college football playoff race, after what they did Saturday and you look at the rest of their slate, I have a really difficult time imagining um, much trouble getting to those those type of destinations that they have in mind in terms of being in that, that final four uh, teams in the country and, and being uh, the guy at the, the top of the – the list for that that individual award both because they they've shown what they can do against all of these other teams and most recently was most impressively in Tuscaloosa um but any any sense of letdown with this team Joe has been such an incredibly focused and gritty leader and this team has been so full of guys like that um I mean beyond just him but just a great uh, group of leaders on this team and and great maturity and leadership kind of top to bottom for this team that I don't anticipate any slip up from him or the guys around him uh, the rest of the way. And obviously they, if they do take care of business as we expect, they'll have uh, you know a, a tough matchup in Atlanta for an SEC championship and so on. And, and we'll see what happens elsewhere around the country, uh, particularly when you start looking at that individual award. But I, I just, I don't anticipate any let-up from this team at any point, regardless of, of who's on the other side of the field, uh, for better or worse. And I think that bodes well for them as a team and for, for him and some of those other guys individually. Talk with Jared Roser, TigerDetails.com. Uh, let's talk about the fallout, Jared. Um, recruiting. There was, nothing, there was no cooler video to see after the game Saturday night than the group of the, the section full of recruits that were at this game, which there were a ton but having several of the LSU players run over to them and say, hey, come on to LSU, come to LSU, I thought that was tremendous. And the fallout Sunday morning, we heard Jacoby and Guillory, one of the top undecided players in the state of Louisiana, four-star defensive tackle out of Alexandria, verbally commits to LSU. So that fills up LSU's recruiting class at 25. However, this is long from over. I mean, the Tigers are still looking to add some extra guys, and it becomes that awkward moment of, hey, you might have to tell some of these kids that are in this class, uh, we don't have a spot for you anymore, but that's just kind of the business of recruiting. But what are you hearing after this win on Saturday night and maybe some of the fallout of maybe some more big names out there that could still become an LSU? Yeah, I mean, these huge games, from a recruiting standpoint, I never think that losing a close huge game completely makes or break your breaks your ability to 
uh, to have success on the recruiting trail. And with the way LSU had been recruiting before having this win under their belt, uh, I mean, they'd done an exceptional job to this point. But with the way this particular matchup had been, Bama winning the past eight, so many recruiting battles year in, year out coming down to these two teams. A lot of the guys on the current LSU roster talking about how they heard from Nick Saban and company during some of those recruiting battles. Sure, you can go to Baton Rouge. We're just going to beat you every year. I think (laughs) them getting over that hump, um, reestablishing themselves on even footing with Alabama, uh, both in the SEC West race as well as on the national stage to to kind of announce themselves uh, back among the national elite. I think was really huge, and some of those players uh, you mentioned, you know, Thad Moss, Marcel Brooks, and Cam Lewis, and Grant Delpit, making sure the the prospects were watching. I think it's it's huge to just continue to build on what was already a, a strong job recruiting by Ed Owen company, and you saw Jacobian commit. Uh, you saw Kayshawn Butte, the receiver from Westgate, that is is one of the longest tenured commitments in this LSU class, but it continued to be pushed by Alabama. Uh, he was as vocal as anyone throughout Saturday on Twitter, and so I think that was pretty encouraging to see um, because there had been some concerns of, of could the tide flip him down the stretch. And so to see his level of excitement and pride in what LSU was doing, I thought was big. Um, the cornerback, Elias Ricks from California, who's now at IMG Academy, announces very quickly that he's, Shutting down his his recruitment, can't wait to be a part of what's happening in Baton Rouge. Not talking to any other schools, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's it's been, a, I mean, a pretty noticeable push to what was already going so well, and and now you have five weeks from today, early signing opens up, and it's, it's going to be interesting to see who ends up in this class because, as you mentioned, Jacobian was number twenty five at the moment, but I think you're still looking at three to five spots in flux with some really big-name prospects out there around the country who still want into this class. And I thought Jacobian's commitment was, um, you know, part of why it was big was he had said for so long he wasn't committing until uh, his All-America game process later in December. And for him to make that public announcement this weekend is a sign of the fact that these guys realize there's so much demand to be in this class that they need to lock up their spot, be public, be done with all the recruiting process now, or as good as they may be of a prospect, they may be without a spot uh, because LSU has so many great options that, that they're going to try and lock almost all of it down. If poss- if I mean, all of it, if possible uh, on that December 18th date and, and in those first couple of days of early signing period. Real quick to that point, Jared, I mean, it- I guess the coaching staff needs to look at it and weigh how they want to do things here because you got to tread lightly. Just because a kid is verbally committed to you does not mean he's definitely coming, but also you want to leave the door open. And, you know, one of the guys who tweeted on Sunday, Zach Evans, the running back from Houston, uh, he tweeted star eyes uh, at uh, Elias Ricks about LSU. So you you never know. Uh, The easy one for, for people like, you know, us out there, fans would see this and go, oh, just boot out a couple of the three stars and take on the five stars. It's not that easy considering two of the three stars they have are offensive linemen, and that those are big needs for this team moving forward. Uh, you can look at a couple other spots. I mean, they, they have a handful of defensive ends and, of course, a handful of DBs. Granted, some, some of those guys will be safety, some will be corners, so you don't really know there, but it, it will be a tough 
uh, decision to make for the coaching staff if they do have to call a kid and say, hey, look, I know we told you we got a spot for you, but we may not, um, and, and kind of weigh in those because it could come back to hurt you in the end. Yeah, I, I think as impressive of a job as O and that staff have done to this point to to I mean have this program in the direction they've got it in and to have the recruits so bought in and so interested the way they have, I mean, it's it's been great. But these next few weeks are going to be, as you mentioned, a really a really tricky process where you're going to see um, another angle of the recruiting game that that they have to be really skilled at in terms of how they approach some of those things um, and, and their read on some of these guys, and um, both in terms of you know, maybe somebody ultimately still does end up wanting to to go to Alabama or another school for for some reason or another. Maybe somebody is, is close there academically, and you know how do you handle that if if a, if you think a guy's going to qualify, but maybe maybe not. Their their ability to read some of those those situations, uh, both with the guys that are committed and with the guys that are still potentially interested in joining, is I mean it's going to be a challenging task for them, and then also making sure to manage piecing together the class in a personnel way that goes beyond just, okay, we're taking the highest rated players according to rivals um, and and making sure that they've got the right guys for right positions and and really kind of building the roster out going forward. I I think it's going to be an incredibly tricky uh, couple of weeks for for Owen company, but it's one that I think that that they have a a well put together staff to to attack all of that. And I can't wait to see how it all shakes out because this class is already so impressive and I I think it's just going to continue to build upon that moving forward. Well, and as we know, stars are on all they're they're cracked up to be. When you notice that, uh, you know, Clyde edwards Elair, you know, three years ago was a three star. Justin Jefferson was a two star, and those are two yeah. of the guys who had the biggest impact in the game for you on Saturday. So it's just uh, stars aren't all, aren't all they're cracked up to be. But it seems like LSU does the the most with the least in terms of the 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 lower tier prospects getting the best they can out of them they've they've always been really good at that Jarrett Roser TigerDetails.com uh, what do you guys got up at the website I know uh, basketball's getting underway I know Will Wade nice start to the season with a one and zero win uh, last Friday night over Bowling Green and then a big test tonight against his former squad in VCU yeah it's definitely uh, a really hectic time of the year with everything going on from the the football team having the success it's having both on the field and on the recruiting trail and now basketball kicking up big matchup for, for Will and those guys going up to his old stomping grounds at VCU today on a, a week that some of these SEC teams have been uh, tested. You saw Kentucky go down last night to, to Evansville. Um, so it's, I mean, it's a lot of stuff going on on, on Tiger details, uh, both with stories and posting a lot, a ton of video that we keep running through the site uh, as well as the message board. Uh, I think it's, definitely a good time to to be involved and keep up with what's going on because it's it's an awful lot yeah tigerdetails.com is the website and i think they got a uh, free uh, there's a promo code on the website right now you get a 30-day free trial if you want to get in there but go do it it's uh, definitely worth the content you jimmy smith ron higgins all the guys who contribute to the website do a fantastic job uh good to talk with you Jarrett. let's keep this thing rolling and uh hopefully in the end we're uh, talking about uh, not only an sec title but a national title here for lsu it could be uh, an even more special season. Yeah, man, they they certainly have that look. It all seems to be trending that direction, so it's going to be fun to keep up with it the whole way. Awesome. Thanks for the time, man. We'll do it again next week. Thanks. All right, Jared Rose of their TigerDetails.com. 
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.